This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. The following content is not suitable for children. Laurie, so what is it about this marriage off switch that seems to get hit with wives. The anti-aphrodisiac is wedding cake. Uh-oh. <laughs> Let's talk about it. Welcome to Foreplay Radio, Couples and Sex Therapy. I'm Lori Watson, your sex therapist. And I'm George Fallon, your couples therapist. And we are passionate about talking about sex and helping you develop a way to talk to each other. Our mission is to help our audience develop a healthier relationship to sex that integrates the mind, the heart, and the body. All right. So I think this topic today, Lori, we might wind up asking more questions and having answers to. Mm-hmm. I just would love to have an episode where we could just kind of talk and hypothesize and throw things out there, really just invite our listeners to a conversation with each other and just to explore I mean, how cool is that green brain when it's curious and we're, we're just kind of hanging out with each other because we can find connection there. So what is going on here with, you know, this typical and recognizing there's lots of exceptions and I, we can't put everybody into one category, but there sense, seems to be this general kind of pattern with a lot of couples where the girlfriends that are really kind of sexually active and engaged and pursuing. And, you know, we have this, this great dating sex that the couple describes both of them would agree. And then something happens when they get married early on that something seems to shift and that, that kind of pursuing desire, sexuality in the girlfriend kind of diminishes in the wife. And, you know, it, it leaves a lot of men, frankly, confused, like what happened? And that's where they use words like bait and switch, like, hey, wait a second, this is not what you, you know, what I thought it was going to be. And, and they, they don't understand what happened, what turned off? What is this switch about? So, yeah, I, I hear in, in that language, and you're right, you know, a lot of men say it's like bait and switch. And, you know, they're frustrated and enraged. And I get that because, most men, I think, feel sexual desire pretty steadfastly throughout their relationship, in dating, in marriage. In fact, the research mm-hmm. says that women, by a long shot, underestimate how frequently their partners want sex, the intensity with what they want sex. It's just so different, and their brains don't know that. And so you're right. It's this hard thing to understand, like, how is it when we were dating, you wanted it. And then when we're married and it's all good and we have this freedom and this, you know, it, sh- it should sort of be the best time of our life. And suddenly she's got a switch that lip goes off. Right. And I, I appreciate you giving us that research that, you know, that's my experience clinically with a lot of men coming into my office that mm-hmm. they, they feel like they're pretty consistent that that same dating guy is the same married guy, right? He yeah. wants to have sex. He's still attracted. It don't matter. We know people change and maybe you lose your head and you get a little fatter. And like that doesn't seem to get in mm-hmm. away with that, that desire that's still, you know, and I think men, the sex becomes more important for those more than just a physical 
gratification. I think over time that it's, you know, the cuddling afterwards, it's the one way that they really can be vulnerable, let their guard down. It's, sex becomes more than just the orgasm, I think, with time with a lot of men. But that desire, that testosterone that's driving it is still pretty consistent, present throughout. So they're pretty confused on like what changes for their partner. Yeah, I think you're right. Most of the men I talk to, yes, they want it to be a good time. Absolutely. They want to have an orgasm. Absolutely. Can't fathom wanting to have sex without that. But they they really feel deeply connected in their bodies. And that's how love is expressed, how they feel safest Mm -hmm. being inside a partner and afterwards like that's an incredible experience that often allows them more emotional vulnerability afterwards so i i'm definitely never been a therapist or a woman who kind of thought well men are just out for one thing in fact i hate that attitude when i hear that in young therapists female therapists you know who kind of can't fathom the other side of it that actually men want this as connection Mm -hmm. yeah i would agree that I think for most men, maybe they are self more selfish when they're younger, but I think pleasing their partner, their partners, mm-hmm. that becomes even more important as, as they age. I think the need for emotional connection gets more important as they age. So they mathematically, it looks like they should be set up for better sex. They become more, more sharing lovers, more emotionally engaged lovers, and yet the sex <laughs> is decreasing for so many of them. So this is where it's so damn confusing. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to make it even more confusing just so we can talk about this. But one of the articles that I've written recently by Greet Birdbaum, uh, she's an Israeli researcher. She does the premier research on the sexual attachment cycle. And I, I've followed her work. I've read lots and lots of what she's done, and she's really smart. But she says that in dating and early partnership, um, this is going to sound crazy, but what secures a woman emotionally is male sexual desire. Mm-hmm. Like she relies on this primal sense from him. He wants me, you know, I'm, I'm the object of desire and that feels safe. And actually this, this is so crazy, George, cause it's so opposite later on, but in early partnership, his relative emotional availability is not meaningful in terms of does it make her feel more secure emotionally or not? Mm-hmm. So he could be wide open emotionally. That's good. It's just ever so slightly better that way. But he could also be kind of more avoided. As long as he has sexual desire, she feels safe, which we know the research, Rosemary Basson, right? Basson says that in long-term partnership. A woman needs male emotional availability in order to trigger her sexually. Mm-hmm. And I, I just am sympathetic. I can imagine as a man, like, wow, you know, I just looking at her, conveying that, turned her on, you know, and now I got to jump through a million hoops and it still doesn't turn her on. Oh, wow. So again, the research is saying this switch 
is is being demonstrated in that research you just quoted, right? Yeah. So in the uh-huh. in the beginning, emotional connection doesn't seem as important. What the woman is looking for is that sexual desire, that chasing, that being wanted. Mm-hmm. And that same wanting and chase and sexual desire when you're married becomes less important than, than what you want is more of this emotional kind of support and safety. Yeah, and exactly. something shifts between those two that men really don't understand. And it's hard to understand. It really is hard to understand this switch. And and I imagine so frustrating when their body tells them a truth, right? I wanted mm-hmm. her. I went after her. She responded to me. That, that's a body truth. Right. And then in marriage, I want her. I go after her. And, you know, she backs away from me. Right. So that image of going on a date and coming up behind your girlfriend and kind of close up against or maybe kind of rubbing her her butt that mm-hmm. same move in marriage elicits a very different response mm-hmm. right same move from the guy totally different bodily responses from, from the woman from the woman Ooh. so again we're just trying to understand what could that possibly be what are some different ideas and maybe our listeners are going to help us solve this problem because yeah. i think the research the field of psychology hasn't figured this one out yet yeah, this is, it's really tricky. Really, really tricky. The withdrawal of his sexual desire often does, and this is, you know, create more sexual desire in her. So if he's having an affair, then suddenly she wants him more again in terms of her physiology. That's research based. I mean, obviously, affairs are hurtful, and I, God, I am not suggesting that as some pathway to solve this. Mm. Well, that's going to add a more confusion on top of confusion, right? So that's, you don't want my desire, but if I go somewhere else, then all of a sudden your desire comes back online for me, which is, again, confusing. But let, let, can we go back? Let's go back to the dating okay. female and okay. try to understand her and maybe what changes that kind of switches in a different direction. Mm-hmm. So that, that dating female, what I hear you saying and the research is suggesting is that that desire from their male partner is really critical. Yes. That all this emotional stuff, like that, that's not as important it's as nice. this. It's nice. It's <laughs> nice. It can't hurt. It helps. But it's not the driving force. It's the engine not. in this thing is actually knowing. And, and I would think a lot of women have to invest a lot into kind of try and make that happen. Right. How do I look? How do I kind of present myself? How do I like they're they're trying to would you agree they're trying to feed the chase? They're trying to kind of set the stage where, you know, that happens. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think women are all about it in the beginning. I I wonder sometimes about their sexual motive. Mm -hmm. Is it a sexual motive to be desired? versus a sexual motive to enjoy pleasure. You know, and it's it's so it's such a, a hairbreadth of a difference. But, you know, Meredith Chivers, who is a sex researcher up in Canada, says being desired is the orgasm for women. Mm. Which I think that's probably why women go into hookups. Because we know they're not getting orgasms in hookups. But it's just so potent wow. to feel that sense of desire that it makes them want to engage sexually with 
potentially random men who express that. And so, so that to me would mean she's doing all these things, all these actions so that she kind of gets his approval that she is desirable. And if she is desirable, then it's more magnetic, right? She knows she has him. Mm. And then, I, I mean, I know this is, you know, potentially dicey to say, and I'm going to say it for you because I don't think you can say it as a man. But, you know, then once married, is it, okay, she she won the game, she got him, and so now she can just let it go in terms of maybe the game of how she looks as as well as the game of how she plays it to get his sexual attention. Well, it, I really want to highlight first how cool it is working with you when you're this encyclopedia of sexual research is out there. You could quote all, all this that's happening, which is so, so cool and informative. You know, but when you say this wanting to be desired, mm-hmm. that feels really important to me. There's something about the effort that goes into wanting to be desired that something then shifts, you know, with a long-term marriage possibility. Mm-hmm. So let's come back from break and, and really kind of try to understand that, that transformation because I think that's, you're onto something okay. that's really important. George, there's a new app. It's called Intimately Us for Couples, and it, you can download it on your phone, and I'm recommending it because it's amazing. I want all of our listeners to try to download it this weekend. It is actually free, but there is a paid-for premier section that kind of goes a little bit further. Got nothing to lose if it's free, right, Lori? Right, and it, what it does is it kind of helps people with foreplay, you know, giving them sexy ideas asking questions that you can share with your partner, lots of in-depth how-tos and ideas for Mm -hmm. more connection, more pleasure. Right. And we know couples, you're jumping into that bed with that phone. So why not use it in a (laughs) constructive way, right? Check out this app where at least it's being intentional, trying to get couples to focus and prioritize their relationship instead of kind of checking TikTok or whatever else you're doing. Facebook. Facebook. Intimately us for couples. It also has like this private center where you can share pictures, sexting, that kind of stuff. So that could be fun if you're worried about your kids getting on your phone and, you know, seeing your messages. Intimately us. I love it. Kindred spirits of people just trying to help people be more intentional in their relationship. Check them out. Uberlube.com with the coupon foreplay. Y'all, this is a great product, something that I've been recommending for at least 20 years. Uberlube has three types of silicone. They are friendly to the body. They don't trap bacteria. They also have vitamin E, which enriches your body's tissue. It's actually healthy. It resolves dryness. It's a good product. I would love for you to check this out. And I know people wait till intercourse to use Uberlube. I don't get that. I, I don't get why they would wait. Why not use it right in the beginning so that all the touch feels slippery and fun? And men, this is your friend, this Uber Lube, right? It's not a sign that you're failing and your partner's not turned on. This is like, use it for a massage. Use it to rub your toes, put it on. I mean, there's so many things that you can do that just make it. It's I want a whole bath, Lori, of Uber Lube that I can be in with my partner. We highly recommend it for a great sexual experience. That's uberlube.com with the coupon foreplay. So if a woman wants to be desired and some of that maybe is manifest in the way the male comes on to her 
Mm-hmm. I mean, you think about it, George. Men do so much planning to get into a woman's pants. You know, I mean, they take her out, they think up things, they take her away for weekends. I mean, think of also what he is doing mm-hmm. that he feels should be kind of run of the mill. Let's get into bed. Let's do it. And so maybe there's a diminishment there as well. Like he's really not expressing right. in ways that she gets cued. He wants me anymore. And so then, so her desire diminishes. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not wanted. This is not magnetic anymore. It's not chemistry. It's, I, I mean, maybe it's, it's a little more mutual than just her turning off. Yeah. I'm just thinking out loud. If I imagine a couple in a bar and that female's wanting to be desired, mm-hmm. right? That's getting ready beforehand to go out to a club that while they're at the club, you know, they're, they're dancing, they're doing things that are, are looking for some of that responsiveness. And yeah. certainly in marriage, how the guy is responding, his levels of engagement and trying to decrease thing. It's both people that make a cycle. We understand that, but there's something about the importance of the effort going into wanting to be desired. That it seems like when women get married or over time, that effort into wanting to be desired, it shifts from wanting to be desired to like not wanting to be annoyed by those same kind of actions. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. And I'm glad you brought us back to that. Well, and we're trying to understand the good reasons this happens, why it's so kind of so common in so many relationships. And, and, and we'd love to get feedback from our listeners to like, does that resonate? This wanting to be desired is so important to the turn on that when you're not wanting it as much anymore, it's harder to find your sexual desire. And that maybe is where it shifts to willingness, right? Which is beautiful that you're just hoping to put your body in a space and have it wake up and connect, right? But that willingness is very different than that starting point of wanting to be desired. Yeah. The willingness you're talking about how often women enter a sexual moment willing to want, Mm -hmm. but not necessarily feeling subjective desire, wanting sex for themselves, you know, that it's really different. It's like they're wanting to be triggered. They're hoping their body wakes up, but they're not wanting it. And to really differentiate between this wanting sex for herself versus wanting to be desired, that feels different. It does. I I mean, a shade different. (laughs) Well, I think men want to be desired too, but I think the driving force is wanting the sex, Uh right? That's they're, they're wanting that, that experience. That's kind of driving it. Yeah. Right. But what you're saying is a little bit different. Women are less wanting the sex. And even if you think about a hookup, but they're wanting the desire that's going to come from the sex. Yeah, they want to be desired. That feels I don't so think good. I've ever read or heard about that. It sounds, it sounds really important. I don't, again, I have more questions than answers here. I know. Me too. I, I mean, it's, you're right. It's ubiquitous. This happens. We hear it happen. It's, it's a joke, right? It's a joke. And, and I'm sure a major fear of men to get committed, hearing all their buddies say, well, you know, say goodbye to sex then. You know, I, it'd be really scary. And I think, mm-hmm. you know, I have three sons. And one of the things we talk about is how do you pick a partner who will be a good sexual partner for the long haul? Mm-hmm. You know, and can you even know, is there anything that would indicate that 
in early relationship, when the bulk of what you're saying in early relationship, women show up as desirous of their male partner. Are we depressing everybody out there? I think we we have the courage to talk about a difficult topic that Mm -hmm. most people are avoiding. Right? There's some good reason why we're trying to fight for women to understand what shifts in them. What happens from this kind of dating person who kind of wants to be desired and puts effort into that versus that same person who that isn't as important anymore. Something shifts that safety, emotional engagement, these things become much more important. Yeah. I mean, as I think back, right, to my girlfriends when we got married, it seems like a lot of them suddenly took on different hats, different roles. You know, I got to set up a household. I've, I've got to become a cook. I've got to start a family. I mean, all of us understand to some extent that lovely swamp of being in bed a lot mm-hmm. when we're dating or or being sexual or feeling sexual, let's say, you know, if they're not actually in bed with each other. There has to be some limit to that just to get work done. Right. Probably, right? Sure. The evolutionary benefits of the list, the do list. Oh, God. Yeah, the list. The list starts to creep in. But what happens to her that, I mean, is it just physiologic that she just doesn't feel the push in her body? And so... But she's doing something early on that makes her feel, I think, a push in her body. Well, certainly you throw kids into the mix and you could see that same dynamics, right? You have to be responsive to someone else. You don't think? I No, I think kids are expand the crack in the relationship that was already there. Mm. I mean, obviously, we spend a lot of time trying to understand that interrelationship of the emotional and sexual cycle. But this little piece here, we haven't explored. So I know I, I mean, yeah, I could get it as a woman, you know, how important children are and the demand and being touched out all that. But no, I really don't get it in terms of is that Mm -hmm. is the list are the children? Is that what obscures desire or this desire to be desired. I think you have your finger on something, right? This wanting to be desired. I mean, would you agree 75% of couples approximately fall into this more traditional dynamics where the female is the emotional? I mean, if the female is the sexual withdrawer and the, the, okay. Right. But that 25%, right. That crisscross where the female is actually the pursuer. Right. That, that in those relationships, I think about couples I'm working with that, that female pursuer sexually still wants to be desired. That place is still running strong. Yeah. Right. So they don't lose that, which is what allows them to hold on to that sexual kind of energy and desire. And and I, I think about that, you know, that the not being desired is not just problematic sexually, but it's problematic emotionally for her it's dysregulating mm-hmm. right she can't depend on that to feel secure either sexually or emotionally so it's like, like men i i gotta say i think the female sexual withdrawer or sexual pursuer 
has it the worst because at least men who are sexual pursuers and emotional withdrawers are stabilized most of the time by their female partner's desire for them emotionally. Mm-hmm. Like women want to be close and yeah. and that does help men. It does help men emotionally. But the female sexual pursuer doesn't have either case really. Right. Now we're really getting depressed. Right. Yeah, but that is but there's there's some we're trying to learn some lessons here around those female sexual pursuers who've been able to hold on the whole time yes. that wanting to be desired. And wanting I, sex and Wanting like sex. moving toward both intimacy and pleasure, right? That's what secure sexual pursuers do. And I mean, certainly there's probably frantic female sexual pursuers that are not secure, right? They are mm-hmm. just chasing for approval. They somehow or another are substituting sex in exchange to kind of get emotional stability. But yeah. we're not really talking about her. We're talking about maybe a more secure sexually pursuing female who enjoys both the intimacy of the connection and the pleasure of the connection. Again, really important that you're introducing. I mean, what is secure? What is the goal that both partners can access their desire to be in relationship? That's what great lovers do, right? Mm -hmm. They have the best relationships. But what happens to a lot of us, right, is, is we can't do that, right? So again, I'm trying to kind of learn the lessons from these Females that are able to hold on to their desire to want to be desired, yeah. right? And and how can typical females that lose that kind of access that again? Mm-hmm. How can they tap into that? That because that's a big part of what's going to turn them on and see their partner's behavior differently. That same coming up and grabbing your butt that could be dis- experienced as disturbing and like just mm-hmm. wanting my body could be different if it if we if we were seeing it through the lens of wanting to be desired. Absolutely. Yeah. Because you would still want that. That would feel positive. That would feel lovely, you know, to have that happen. If if you are somehow or another hanging on to the desire as a female, mm-hmm. the desire to be desired and your own, you know, sexual energy. So is that a matter of trying to cultivate that, to think about it? Is it the anticipation? Like, I'm going to take a shower. I'm going to think about what I'm going to wear. Like, are those the things that feed that? You are setting me up so well. I'm I'm actually working on an article in my mind about how the erotic core in a female is developed. Mm -hmm. You know, how is that central stabilizing piece? How does she get there? Um, right. I think I need to do a seminar on that or something for all the yeah. EFT female therapists. That's what I. That's my next goal. That's hey, that sounds. I, I'm signing you up for that. You can't come. <laughs> Only females could come. <laughs> Only women. Well, listen, I, I can pretend and show up in drag but, or something. Uh, <laughs> and George really and drag. It, it'll it'll be so popular. Hey, listen. Lori talking about the erotic core in George and drag. I think men are just as invested in knowing how can they help that process, right? It's really important for them that their partners kind of hold on to that wanting to be desired. I've never heard of that before. I feel excited in this episode to just think more about that. Like this this wanting to be desired is a big part of what turns women on. I mean, this is hookup culture, right? This is what drives hookup culture because I can't, I don't get it. I really don't get hookup culture. Like as a female, 
if you're going into these encounters over and over and over again, not having orgasms and the guy doesn't call the next day, like you've opened yourself up, you've been vulnerable, you've enjoyed this sense of desire from him and then it's over. I, I just like, oof, it's incomprehensible. But this is what it is. It's like her reward on yeah. being desired is so powerful and so don't take this the wrong way, but it's kind of so addictive, right? That it's enough to just feel that. Yeah. And so I'm not sure, George, it's got to be dynamic, right? We believe that sexual problems are dynamic. Mm -hmm. So it isn't just she's flipping a switch. Something yeah. is happening. Absolutely. Yes, part she absolutely has a big part in this. But there's something between them, too, that's got to be influencing it or could influence it to be better. I love the idea of a couple newly married having this conversation saying, hey, do you know this, this need for you to, to want to be desired is important for both of us. How do we cultivate that? How do we hold on to that? Again, this, this episode has more questions for me than answers, but I think we're really putting our finger on an important element that might contribute to this, what feels like a switch going off. Mm -hmm. right? It's much more complicated than that, but something does change in the relationship that leads to different results. Mm -hmm. I think we need to interview women. Like, when did yeah. the switch go off? What Beautiful. made the switch go off? Like, can some of them tell us? You know, I, I think the irony is they're going to say, well, my partner was not emotionally engaged. But, <laughs> and that is so true. So true that women turn off when men are not emotionally engaged in long-term partnership. Yep. Well, again, there's a lot here. Men tend to be really emotionally engaged more when they're dating and talking and all that other stuff. But we are going to welcome you all our listeners to please give us feedback on this kind of maybe some of you volunteer to be interviewed let's let's dig a little bit deeper let's just be curious together okay thanks for listening keep it hot Lori, really excited about the success and vulnerability project we are really pushing the leading edges of therapy and breaking down the process and in moments, session by session, choice points. Why does this work? What intervention are you using? If it works, what do you do next? I mean, this is the next level for therapists. If you want to up your game, you want to see real clinical examples, you want to break down the process, you want demonstrations, you want teaching. I mean, it's all there. Really exciting, good stuff. It is. I love it. I listen to the new modules repeatedly. It's great information. I'm learning, you know, still in the process and it is good. I love what you guys do teaching and the demonstrations. They're fun. They're funny and they're really helpful to my work. So this is training for therapists. If you'd like this training, go to successinvulnerability.com. It's all one word, successinvulnerability.com. Call in your questions to the foreplay question voicemail. Dial 833-MY-4PLAY. That's 833-MY, the number 4, play. And we'll use the questions for our mailbag episodes. All content is for entertainment purposes only and should not be considered as a substitute for therapy by a licensed clinician or as medical advice from a doctor. This podcast is copyrighted by 4Play Media. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. 
Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.